You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It's not like I intentionally planned that. I just wasn't uh-huh. thinking about it. <laughs> but then the fact that it was just me, it did kind of add into it a little bit. And, and to where it was... it. The thing is, I was so used to watching it, I didn't even acknowledge what was going on. Greg. And then by the fi- by the time Greg. that he he had to bring it up, which made it even extra awkward. Like so, I mean, it was so, so awkward for him that he actually had to like bring up the elephant in the room, or you know, the porn yeah. in the room. Yeah, he had to yeah. bring it up. Like so, what you watching? And then I over-explained, and it was probably oh, just made it way worse. Greg. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about this. It yeah. could be an issue. We need to work this out. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I do want to say thank you to everybody who has found Fun Employment Radio. I want to say uh, just a thank you again to everybody who voted for us back for the Willamette Week Best of Portland poll uh, because we just got our stickers today in the mail. Yeah. They send you like a, a fancy sticker that certifies you as, as bona fide. I had no idea. Like I went and checked the mail today because it's been like months since that uh, that yeah. poll closed and I'm, I see the uh, return address and it's Willamette Week and there's like a Fun Employment Radio thing. I'm like, ooh, what is this? Oh. Oh, what do you know? And we have our stickers. Well, it was. It was a sticker. Uh, it's the little things, Greg. It's the little things. Sarah was very, very excited I when she got this. She called excited. me right away. Well, because, uh, what, you know, whenever you get an acknowledgement for something that you work really hard at, even if it's just like a little dinky sticker, it doesn't matter. It's still cool. It's super cool. I'm totally like making copies of that, and I'm going to frame them and put them on our walls. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, because of you that listen to Fun Employment Radio, we were voted, this is our second year in a row, winning uh, Best Local Podcast here in Portland, Oregon for Willamette Week's Reader's Poll. And that's kind of the really important part to me is that it's the actual people voting for it. So it's all of you that listen to our show. And thank you. We just want to say seriously, thank you. It, it's really awesome. You're the best around. You are the best around. Mm-hmm. Every one of you is the best around. Yes. And thank you very much. Um, also, another thing that I wanted to bring up because uh, I believe Sarah wants to talk about this is one of our other fine sponsors for Fun Employment Radio before we get into all the all the stuff that we have for today. And that is one we haven't talked about, uh, spoken about for a little bit. Uh-huh. And it's Audible. Ooh, yes. yes. Audible, the home of uh, audiobooks. And Audible is the source for all of those. And we've got a link there right at funemploymentradio.com. You can click on that link. And if you click it and sign up, you get a free audiobook, which is pretty cool. I mean, hours of entertainment for free. And Sarah is Sarah is just getting, getting around Hello, to these right my now. My name is Sarah. It's 2017. <laughs> and I just listened to my first audiobook I, by which, going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Audible link. Now, we've been doing this show for eight years, and Audible's been a sponsor. And granted, we've... Uh, you know, haven't talked about them as much lately, but uh, it's it's very important to bring them back up because it is it is an awesome service. And you go to our website, just click on that link. Sarah, though, in all that time, this is her first audiobook. It is the first time. So, and let me tell you, I didn't even know that audiobooks would be something that I'd like. So, I am a music listener. I like to mu- listen to music all the time, like when I'm walking, when I'm bike riding, when I'm doing anything. I'm just like music. I'm like, there's no way I could possibly listen to a story being told while I'm doing something else. Just, I don't know. I do a podcast <laughs> for some reason. It just, di- I just didn't think that it was something that would be it's interesting. It's not to possible. Me. Well, so, you are you. 
you know, and I'm not saying this as a bad thing, but you know, you're you're a stubborn person sometimes. I'm stubborn, and I also am very kind of old time. Like I like to read books, but I like to have a book in my hand. Mm-hmm. Like I don't yeah. like I don't read things on Kindles. I don't know. Like I really like having a solid book that I can carry around with me, and I like the experience of reading a book and turning the pages. It's sure. Just, I really like that. But, but sometimes you're on the go. But sometimes you're on the go. So when we were driving back from the coast, when I was riding with my friend Lily, uh, she started talking. Lily watches a lot, of, watches and reads a lot about uh, true crime stuff. Yeah. And I'd never really you know, learned a lot about it. And she was talking to me about this author named Anne Rule. And she's like, oh, my gosh. There were, because we were on I-5. And she was pointing out. This was the, on your trip last week. This weekend. was on my trip uh, back from Yahats when we went to the coast. And mm-hmm. we were driving Past back. Past Newport Bay. When we passed Newport Bay. All right, Greg, stop peppering it. So we were going by the women's prison, and she was like, oh, the, that's the women's prison where that woman, like, she was telling me this horrible story about this famous woman in the 80s. Diane Downs? That's exactly it. Yeah, Diane Downs was terrifying. So Anne Rule wrote a book about her, and she's like, oh, have you ever, like, read that book? And she's like, oh, there's the I-5 killer, and there's, like, you know, she's like, this woman wrote all of this stuff. She's like, oh, have you ever heard, read the one that she wrote about Ted Bundy? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't even know that that existed. So uh, Lily actually had gone to funemploymentradio.com and clicked on that Audible link. You know, after like just going through like shitty radio stations, we're like, all right, nothing's on the radio. She's like, oh, I actually downloaded this uh, this audiobook and we can listen to it. So for the second, for like an hour and a half on the way back after we passed the women's prison, we were just listening to this book. So it's called The Stranger Beside Me. It's by Anne Rule. It is one of the most fascinating fucking things I have ever listened to. But now I can say, like, I read it because I listened to it. Like, it's the sure. easiest reading ever. Yeah. So uh, it's called uh, The Stranger Beside Me. It's like Ted Bundy and his shocking true story, including intimate details of the serial killer's final moments. So um, This sounds so right up your alley. It is incredible. So basically this author, back in the 70s, she was uh, she was a cop, but she ended up uh, not having um, good enough eyesight to be able to continue to be on the force. She didn't have country eyes. She didn't have country eyes so uh, she came from like a family of cops and she was really uh, like into like 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 criminal investigations and and like criminal writing and stuff and so she didn't so she decided to do like true crime writing and while she was working on that she was also volunteering at a crisis center and while she was working wow. at this crisis center as she was like d- like following these true crimes of all these things that are happening she meets this other person who's volunteering they get paired up and she gets paired up with the guy named Ted Bundy Wait, what? For what group was this? She was. This is the. This is the author of this book. Yeah, Anne Rule. I told you you'd want to read this. Anne Rule knew Ted Bundy. They worked together right before he started murdering people, and she was investigating his murders while being friends with him and not knowing it. Wow. Yeah. That's so she crazy. spent. She spent time with him. They spent like two nights a week, like for three years. But, taking what all were these... they working on together? They were on exactly? a crisis line. On oh, a crisis line. So okay. they they okay. were in Seattle. That's what I didn't quite get. Yeah, they were in Seattle. They were on. Uh, they they shared a desk and they would sit there and they would answer like suicidal phone calls and everything. And she grew to like they you know knew each other's fam like knew each other very well. So they're working together. In the meantime, she's on her side job investigating true crime for yes. uh, for books. And there was this and other like she's crime investigating happening. crimes that he was in fact the one doing. And as uh, as they lost touch, like they would <clears throat> still talk and and such, but like women started disappearing all around the Northwest, and mm-hmm. then they started like getting these teeny little like clues as you know there were some witnesses, some people that escaped. You're not and spoiling the whole, time, the whole book. Well, I mean, obviously, 
we know who Ted Bundy is. No, but, but it's uh, no, I'm not going to spoil. It's just absolutely fascinating. It's also the history of like how he kind of became obsessed with a particular type of woman, all because this um, this girlfriend in college completely rejected him, and it just uh, he was already a sociopath to begin with, but he kind of locked. Yeah, I think you're kind of like, born to that, right? Yeah. You're, oh, you're yeah. Born a he's, sociopath. He's a fucking psycho, and yeah. it's just like, but it's it's such an interesting book. And I want to actually read it, too, because it was so neat to listen to it. And I want to, like, sit and, like, read the pages through, too. Um, it's just so – so Anne Rule actually reads the book. So oh, it's cool. her reading it from her perspective, like, her story. It's amazing. That's really awesome. Yeah. So, so I mean, she actually knew him. They're, like, I, I fell down the rabbit hole as soon as it was done. I was looking at, like, Anne Rule and Ted Bundy, and there are, like, lots of – um, like pros and cons against it because people are like, well, you know, she was kind of circumspect about whether or not when she figured out she thought that he was guilty. And it's so interesting. And so, again, what's the name of this one? The Stranger Beside Me. The Stranger Beside Me. So the if you stra- go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Audible link, you can get a free uh, you get a free 30-day trial and you get a free audiobook with it. So download that and then write Sarah and let her know what you think about it. Oh, my it. gosh. Yeah, I have it on my phone. I might listen to it again. That's I think actually you should, what I did. You should listen to one once a month. And then maybe give us like a quick review, like Ooh, a recommendation. Yeah. So um, I actually am going to download another one. Um, I or think... faster than that, since now you're obsessed, you're probably going to burn through like yeah, nine of them. Yeah, I know. Now I am because, yeah. you know, I get obsessed. <laughs> yes. So I think my next one I'm going to read, I'm going to read uh, Greg Sestero's uh, The Disaster Artist. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. you're going to listen to that I'm one? I'm going to listen to that one as I'm, as I'm walking or riding my bike or whatever. Okay. Yeah. See, so, it's they're a lot of fun. I'm telling you, it man. It is. It's, it's like really I was cool. talking to my mom about it yesterday. I'm sorry, I know that I'm going on, but I was talking to my mom, and she's like, "I just never," because my mom is a huge reader. She'll uh, read like at least one or two books a week. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, because I I enjoy reading too, and unfortunately, it's one of those things where I'm busy and I'm on the go a lot, so I or I have to be on my computer, so it's really hard to set aside time to read. Um, but an audible book, I can listen to it while I'm doing other things because if I miss something, I just rewind it. And go back. Mm-hmm. Like one of my one of the ones that I like for for like road trips or just driving around is I listen to um, Stephen King's Duma Key, which is just like a random book that I chose on there. But Duma Key turned out to be like the perfect one for like long drives on I five. Huh. Uh, just because it's it's a story of this guy who gets in an accident and he his basically his life is ruined and he moves down to Florida and moves into this really creepy house and he just starts resorting back to, like, drawing things like he did when he was a kid, but what what he draws turns out to be real. So it's just a, he's drawing things that he doesn't realize are actually happening. Oh, weird. Yeah, so it's all fucked up. So, But but the Audible book is great. It's really good. Okay. I will say if you're driving down I-5 and you want to be scared, Ann Rule also did write a book called The I-5 Killer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and I, not that we want to go out on serial killers too much, but again, go to go to com. click on the Audible link right there, and sign up for your free trial, get a free audio book, and get the same one that Sarah just got. And just so you know, it, it is, I mean, it is detailing what a serial killer did. It's very um, clinical, but it is all, there are details in it that are very disturbing. So I, I think mean, if somebody's going to download a book about yeah. a serial killer, you probably know what you're in But for. I mean, to figure out the history of like how, like, all about Stephanie, his ex-girlfriend, and like yeah. the, how he got his name, how he wasn't born Ted Bundy. Like, it's just, it's so interesting. Obsessed. I totally fell down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Diane, and again, this show is not about serial killers, but just really quick, the Diane Downs thing, um, that was really, really scary when I was a kid, uh, what what she did, because she was, she was this woman from Oregon, I believe, or at least she was in an Oregon prison by the time that happened. Um she murdered her children, kid. Right? Yeah, because her children. she didn't want to tell her boyfriend that she had kids because he didn't Something want Something like that. I mean, it was really scary because I was just a little kid when she was on the loose. 
but and I mean, she was on the loose, so nobody knew where she was. And as a little kid, I didn't understand what that meant. So I was, I would get scared at home. Like it was dark out. Like I didn't want to go outside because I was afraid Diane Downs was going to get me. Oh, that's a legitimate and fear. Yeah, yeah, no, I was afraid she was going to get me because I knew that she killed children, and I was a little kid. Well, I can't. So you- I'm like, this woman's out there killing kids. I'm a kid. You I know? can't even imagine like being a like a woman, like a teenage to like twenty something woman uh, in the. Like, you know, in the 70s, as with your hair, like, long and parted down the middle, as people are just disappearing all around, like, Jesus, I would die and cut my hair and part it in a different way in a second. Well, I think that's, yeah, that's going more into what exactly he was looking for. Mm. But uh, Well, you didn't know Diane Downs could have been looking for children. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ted Bundy got a girl in my dorm room from Oregon State. Yeah. Same dorm I stayed in. No, and that, they talk yeah. about that in The Stranger yeah. Beside All right. Me. Anyway, let's get, anyway, a, let's get away from that stuff. That, that's to... enough of that. Okay. Enough serial killer talk. I'm sorry, Greg, okay. but you know that like, whenever I, I read know. a good thing, I like to, it, it, it I was know. just so fascinating. Okay. Well, okay. so you can go go there, listen to the Audible <sighs> book, and then write Sarah. The next one Sarah's uh, listening to is not about serial killers. So It's uh, about the behind the scenes of the making of the best worst movie of all time, The Room. There we go. Which I'm so very excited about. All right. Well, just click on the Audible link on our mm-hmm. website. Do that. Okay. Uh, please. You get a free audiobook out Greg of it. Greg wants to shift away from serial killers for some reason. Uh, I think we've given enough enough time. Um, but <laughs> Except then we have to talk about what I was bringing up at the beginning. All right. Well, here's the deal. I'm st- I'm, I realize this is an issue that I should have thought about before, uh, before our friend came over. So a while ago... You may remember our friend Armain, um, who happens to work for, for Paps Blue Ribbon, came over to my house, uh, whatever, he was stopping by for something, I don't even remember what, and I was looking at my computer, and and I was also watching The Sopranos, it was on a Sopranos kick, and then it was Christopher's second wife in The Sopranos, I wanted to see who she was, so I was looking up her picture, and I had It's so, already being asked, Greg. So when, when he looked at the picture... It was just when he when he sat down next to me and he looked at my computer. It was just pictures of her all over my screen. But I was really doing my taxes. I was just taking a break while I was watching Sopranos. Oh, I was like, "Oh, boy. what's she been up to?" So I was like, "No, I'm just doing my taxes. I just tried to. I just had to look this up." And so, so that happened. And so, so it looked like I was doing something else on my computer on my so laptop in from my living room. Henceforth, whenever. Well, Greg yesterday, seems to be do- like watching th- something by himself, it is referred to. So, if you ever hear us say, "Oh, Greg, were you doing your taxes?" That means it seems like he got caught doing something that he shouldn't be doing. <sighs> I was doing my taxes, but yesterday, so I was home alone. You know, I've got two roommates, but I nobody was, was home. So I was like, you know what? I'm I've just kind of been in a mood. I'm like, I just want to clean. I just want to get things straightened up. You know, things are things were getting too cluttered, so I needed to straighten up some things. No big deal. I do that, and I, and I actually enjoy that because I'll put something on television, especially if I'm there by myself. I'll just have that playing, and I'll clean, clean, clean. And so that's what I was doing yesterday. And what I put on was The Deuce. The Deuce is a new show on HBO, and it's uh, it's a great show. It's made by, uh, what's his name who did The Wire? I can't remember the guy's actual name. But anyway, James Franco's in it and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. And it's about 1971 New York. It's a series that's on HBO. 1971 New York, but mainly about Times Square and the seediness and pimps and prostitutes. That's that's a big a big portion of it. David Simon, thank you, uh, is the creator. And so pimps and prostitutes, and it's HBO. 
and it's quite graphic on what's going on, what pimps and prostitutes. What, like it's super violent? Um, yes, but more less on the violent side that so far. They haven't shown as much of that as more on the um, what a prostitute does and what her job entails. What and a prostitute quite, does. It's basically, it's a half porn. It's half porn. I mean, that's pretty much what this show is. And so it was on in the background, and our buddy Rick came over. Rick Rutherford, who a lot of you know. Stopped by my house. He was dropping something off. It was, it was awesome. He, I knew he was coming over. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just be cleaning. That's fine. He'll come over. And he, he comes in, and he, he, he walks in. We're talking for a minute. And then finally he's like, so, you know, I'm just looking here. What are you watching? And on the screen was basically graphic sex that was going on. And... I realized that he Greg. walked in, and it was just me standing there in the room by myself while I have this on, to where it looks like I left it on on purpose. Greg, Greg, so you're at home to... watching what you have already described as graphic porn. Okay, maybe not graphic softcore, but there's some scenes in it that are, it's pretty explicit. It is explicit. It's explicit. So you're sitting there. It would definitely be so NC-17. So you weren't doing your taxes, but you were cleaning. I was cleaning. Okay. Well, this is on in the background, and I'm standing there talking to him, and it seems it it, it was – I'm already having trouble explaining it and not over-explaining it, but – I started over explaining. I'm like, oh, no, I was just watching the news. I didn't even realize that was on. I'd, have you seen the news? Oh, it's a great show. Oh, it's a great, great show. And I, I didn't even think about that when you came in. Uh, and I just started talking. Oh, Greg. And I realized what it looked like. It looked even less It looked less like, like you were trying to invite him into your house while you're watching porn. Yeah, that's about it. That, that sums it up. That's about what it looked like. And so we talked for a few, and then he's like, okay, well, anyway, here's what I was dropping off. I'll, I'll see you later. And I like, I had already tried to like change the channel real quick. It's like, oh, no, we'll put it on something else. Like I was doing something wrong. If I had just left it on the same channel, it would have seemed less. Be like, oh, no, it's a really Wait, good so show. Wait, you yeah. changed it as soon as he brought it up? Oh. <laughs> I changed the channel. Greg. I panicked and changed the channel. Yeah. So have you like spoken to him since then, or is this like your like your plea on the show to like try and make it less awkward? No, I mean because I texted you know him about gonna... something else, but we didn't really talk about that again. Just kind of left that one there, and then he left. It looks like I invited Rick in to see that I was watching. Softcore porn. Yeah, the because television. the timing's very... That's really what it looks like. The timing's very odd. Yeah, I, I realize this. I realize this. I mean, any normal person who was like... If I'm like watching anything weird, like even one of my, I don't know, like teen dramas or something, but I know someone's coming around, I'm going to make sure that I'm not watching that. I didn't even think about it. I just didn't think about it. And I should have thought about it. But so then I said, sure I didn't think that about Rick it. stopped by while you were cleaning. <sighs> Yeah. By the way, thank you so much, Rick, for the um, for the replacement phone that you got me. I really appreciate it. And I'm sorry that Greg is so creepy. That's what happened. So, oh my gosh. I know, and I realize this. I need to, I need to work on this, and make sure that I 
Like, I wasn't you, doing anything wrong. Like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. It's a perfectly good television okay. show. Anybody can watch so it. So do you usually watch pornographic videos in your living room? No, I don't watch porn. I'm not watching pornographic videos. It's an actual television show. It's art. It was an art artistic show on HBO. It's it's artistic because it's a historical. Is this one of those artistic shows where it's like a bunch of people who are like getting together, but they're like showing a lot of boobs because they think it's like artsy fartsy, and they're all like, "Hey, look, look at how free we are with our bodies." It's one of those, isn't it? Ah, uh, there's a lot it's of boobs. Super, I'll tell it's you that. super there's wanky, isn't it? There's a lot of boobs. Is it a is it like an 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 actor like wanky project? Um, is it like the brown bunny where that poor Chloe Savini could bunny. like never come back from the fact that she totally Oh, I like Chloe Savini. I'm sure you do. Um but no, I don't think it's that. It's not that far. No, it's it's more mainstream than that. I mean, it's James Franco and uh David Simon and Maggie Gyllenhaal, they're the stars and then a bunch of the people from The Wire are in it. It's a really good show. It really is. It's a really good show. I totally will watch it, but Yeah. I guess not when other people are coming over because it's clearly a porn. Yeah, you might want to, you might want to think about that. Okay. Well, good thing I never invite anybody over to my house ever. Yeah, you're lucky on that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh my gosh, and I never will. So I, I was so mad yesterday about this thing that happened in my apartment. And I know this isn't on the list, Greg, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to bring this up. This has not happened to me since college, and I was pissed. Pissed. I was pissed. So um, I have gotten my laundry. <laughs> Still had no idea that was a thing that everybody's doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Me saying pissed. Apparently yeah. that's a thing. I didn't. I didn't it's realize. Fun. I don't know why I, I say it too. <laughs> Did you start that? I, yeah, that's how I. Yeah, that's how I say it when like, oh, he was pissed. Oh my goodness, it was so pissed. So I was at my apartment yesterday, which is again. Let me just say, I must reiterate why I don't make friends with any of my anybody in my apartment because they do shit like this. Uh huh. So I. Time out my laundry perfectly. I know that it takes 55 minutes for my wash to go through, and it's an hour for it to dry. So I will time it. Yesterday, I brought down at 2.30. I put in my load at exactly 2.30. At approximately 2.30, I placed the load into at the washer. At 3.25, I went, oh, 3.23, actually, I went down to go and check on my laundry. And lo and behold. You said it takes 45 minutes. No, 55. You said... I'm pretty sure you just said 45. No, I said 55. It takes 55 minutes for the wash, 60 for the drying. Okay, 55 minutes for the wash. You put it in at 2.30. I put it in at 2.30. I went down at 3.23. Okay, so two minutes ahead of time. Oh, wait, no, three. Yes, yes, 3.23. Okay. Went down at 3.23 approximately. I'm like, okay, and so I put on my shoes, and I like waddle on down to the laundry, to the thing. And I can hear <laughs> you someone in describe there. describe yourself as waddling. That's fine. And I walk in, and there's some... Like guy standing in there. What? And he's and he doesn't have any clothes. But I'm just looking at. Wait, him he doesn't like, have any clothes. No, he has clothes on, but he okay. doesn't have any like clothes that he's putting in or anything. He's just kind of standing in there. And That's I was like, weird. Yeah, I did not like his face, and I think he might also be my new next door neighbor. But he's now he's hanging my, out. Now he's my greatest enemy. Okay. So um, I go down and it's three. So my laundry should still have like one minute left because I never leave it down there by itself. I went down to like make sure that because I don't want anyone. Uh, like going through or touching my laundry. No. So I went, because it's not a fucking college dorm. I went down two minutes before my thing was supposed to. I've done laundry there for five years. I know how long it takes. Yeah. And I go to my dry. Uh, so my like the washer's machine. going to last that long, 55 minutes. Exactly. Until it stops. And so okay. I go down to my washing machine and I know that it starts at 27 minutes when it starts. I look, I go to my, where my clothes were and I look and there's a 26 on it and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm confused. I'm like, wait, why isn't my laundry done? And I look, and all of my underwear and socks and shirts and shit are all piled 
on the on the washing machine next to the one that I had been using. And they were still a little like they were a little wetter than they should have been. And I was like and I looked at this guy that was standing there and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, why is somebody touching my shit? And I was I was mad. And he's just like, uh, um, and I didn't it didn't even occur to me that it might have been him, which I think it was because then I just was so mad. I was so pissed. Yeah. I'm just like and he's like, oh, uh, uh, uh what's our I'm like, I just I have never had anybody since I've lived here go through and touch my fucking stuff. And I was just mad. And so he's like, uh, did you want to do you want a dryer? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put it in the dryer. So then I just like took it and threw it all in the dryer and then put my dollars in. I went away, and I think it was him. I think it was him. So he went, possibly him. So Possib- here's, okay, let's get down to this mystery that we've got going on here. So somebody went into the washer before it was done. So the cycle, it still would have been going. It still would have been going. I know this. I time it so that this never happened. So somebody stopped your wash early. Like a minute or two early. Now, were there clothes in the washer? Yeah. No, they had already started their own thing. That's why so I So they'd had time to... So it was a few so minutes. It, it could take, a few minutes. takes a few minutes to load the mm-hmm. washer. And, ooh. I was so... Yeah, that's not cool. Livid. And that's I just not kinda, cool. And I glared at the guy, and I was so mad. So, but, uh, but you don't know if it was his stuff? I mean, it makes sense if it was his stuff. No. Why well, was he in there? I don't know. He was standing in there, and I'm just like, because the washer and the dryer are pretty close together, and he was standing. He's kind of a bigger guy, and he was standing, like, toward the back, but I have to, like, try and squeeze toward him to be able to open the dryer because the dryer opens toward me. So, I mean, I need some room. And he's just like, I'm like, are you, what, I'm, I'm being not rude, but I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, are you, are you coming out, or are you, I'm just going to, I need to put my clothes in the How dryer. many washers are down there? Four. Four. Okay, where are the other ones going? Uh, no, not one of them. One of them was open. One of them was open. Yeah. So that means there was an open washer, but somebody chose to stop your clothes mm-hmm. and take them out? The one at the very end was open. I don't know if it's work. I didn't, like, analyze it. I don't know if maybe it was broken. I don't know. It was, the, the top was open. Okay, either way, this is, this is weird. I mean, that's not, if a washer, okay, it's one thing if, like, the washer has been, had been stopped and nobody was taking the clothes out. And the clothes out. were sitting there for, like, an hour or two, like, that's... Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, if the washer's stopped and nobody's down there and it's in a group situation, there's no other washer to put the clothes in, then I see that's, it's still gross, but I mean, you, you take the clothes out if you, have to, if you have to use the washer. If somebody's not there at the time to take their clothes out. Yeah. If the washer is still going, whew, that's screwed up. That's mm-hmm. really messed up. Which I know from the timing, like, again, you know that I'm, I don't like to be out of my apartment very much. I just like to go down and do, but you know that I'm very precise with my timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was that because he looked very suspicious, very suspicious. So I put my. What drink. did he say? What was his reply? He was just like he was kind of like uh uh, and then he's like, "Do you need a dryer?" And he didn't say anything, and I and I I can't. Remember. I'm just like I'm I'm fine. I I can put it in the dryer. Thank you. And then I just kind of took all my stuff, threw it in the dryer, put it in my quarter, started it, and then just got out of there. So did you get a good look at this guy? Yes. So he's suspect. Number he looked one. like Paul Bunyan, like everybody in Portland. Like Paul Bunyan. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's a so a bigger guy with bigger a, guy with a big dark beard. <laughs> did he have like a tucked in red shirt and like a no? He was wearing a black shirt, like big work boots, and he had he had work boots. I don't know. I was just and a, a as lumberjack soon as I saw, hat on, and as soon as I saw all my clothes, or... like all of my like socks and like just thinking like somebody touching your underwear. Okay, questions are coming that just through here. Creeped me out. Let's get to the bottom line of this. So I 
A, I see a mystery here where I might be able to help out. But first, uh, Ed in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, $6.99 a month. First week is free. Even if you can't listen live, it's still a great way to support our show. We really do appreciate that. Ed says, were you missing anything? I don't know. I haven't gone through it because I was actually getting ready to leave. So I, I grabbed all my stuff because I wanted to get that out of there as fast as possible when I got my clothes out of the dryer because okay. I might or might not have gone into the dryer where or the washing machine while all of their stuff Whoa, was. Oh, wait a minute. What's going on? Okay, okay, okay. Hold up. I didn't up. do anything to their clothes. Oh, all right. We need to get to this point. If you decided to take some vigilante action, as I can tell by your look, you took some vigilante action. Okay. All right. So you took your clothes out. You threw them into the dryer. Kind of bitch to bitch about. Well, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean you're complaining about this thing, rightfully so. And this guy hears it. Mm-hmm. And he looks uh, kind of scared does, of looks me. Looks scared of you a little bit. Well, you're scary when you're that mad. And again, I don't like the idea of some stranger touching no, my clean underwear. Again, you're 100 percent right uh, in the right. Okay. Like if somebody opened up that thing and took your clothes out, yes, you, <laughs> I would be livid too. I would be absolutely livid. Okay, thank you. Um, you threw your stuff into the dryer. And you march on back upstairs. Now, you don't know if anybody took anything. You haven't gone through your your underwears to check them out, your unders. Have you counted your unders? unders, no. I don't, but I don't know what, how many I have to begin with. Uh, Keelan in the live chat. Do you know chat. how many pairs of underwear you have? No. Uh, <laughs> Keelan's saying, I'm more pissed about them stealing my money. I would be pissed about the money and also the time. Because that means if they weren't fully washed, you'd have to wash them again. Don't steal my time. That, that, that I think really as a lady, I'm most creeped out about someone touching my undergarments. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. And there was like a, a couple pairs of my underwear were like on the top. Uh-huh. Like they put them on the top. Like they touched them. Okay. Oh, it made me furious. Oh boy. So, anyway, so I, I, so I left and I, and I went back down like five minutes before the the dryer was done, just because I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm still like really mad about this. Uh-huh. Plus, if the Paul Bunyan guy. Like, knows... Uh, <laughs> Paul Bunyan, so, yeah. Okay. So yeah. he was Paul Bunyan. Yeah, so if Paul Bunyan... like that, I, I just didn't want Paul Bunyan to, like, touch any of my, like, dryer stuff. So I'm just like, I'm just going to get this shit out of here. He knows which dryer I've put my stuff in. Because he watched me put it in there. Because he's like, oh, which are you going to use a dryer? Like, when he said dryer? Uh-huh. So he knows which one my stuff is in. Okay. I don't like that. Okay. So I, I, as quickly as I could, I got all of my stuff out of the dryer and put it all back into my laundry basket. Like, folding the stuff that needed to really quick. And then... Yeah, and then I noticed that the dryer they'd taken, or the, excuse me, the washer that they had taken my stuff out of, it was it had stopped going, and I opened it, and all their stuff was in there. So I took all that shit out and splotted it right on one of the ones next to it with a pair of underwear on the top. So you don't know for sure if that's who it was. You may have just taken this out on somebody else. No, because it takes, if I had left the dryer going for 55 minutes mm-hmm. and the washing machine takes 55 minutes, so you, that means yeah, whatever load was d- in to there. To deduce it, yeah, you, it's most likely that person. Mm-hmm. So you took their stuff out and put it on there. Now, did it seem like the size of yes. clothes that a I Paul Bunyan was, man would Paul wear? Bunions. There were lots of like cat blankets. How many, how many minutes ahead of time did you take it out? I didn't take it out ahead of time. No, he was so. Which means it, he must have taken it out at least. Now the power of deduction. I had five minutes left on my on my one hour dryer, mm-hmm. and it takes fifty five minutes <laughs> for the washing machine to go. And he was already done. 
I don't know. I'm really bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of wanted you to. I wanted to see the wheels turn and see where this was going to end up. <laughs> you seemed really confident at first, and then I saw it just slowly fade away. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Jenke in the live chat is saying, this is the part where Sarah quickly mutters, so I pooped in the washer. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did. So this Wait, this what? Somebody room, pooped in the... No, this laundry room has been notorious. So remember, like, one time I left my bathing suit top down there, and I found it hanging from my doorknob? Yeah, because somebody brought it back because to... Because somebody, your... like, and I, I know... Bear, Basically nobody in my building because all they do is like rifle through your underwear and when it's in the laundry room. This is why I don't answer my door. And then there was one time I took a picture of the – this was a few years back. I took a picture of the note. It was on like our community board and it's like, whoever threw up in the washing machine, you're an asshole. So I guess somebody had thrown up inside of the washing machine and somebody who didn't even notice it like put their clothes in. Like on top of it, God, that's so and gross. then yeah, that that's happened. so disgusting. And who mm-hmm. throws up in a washing machine? Yeah, I don't that's know. a special kind of monster. That is a monster. I mean, throw up on the floor before you throw up on the washing machine. No, you don't throw up on the washing machine. <sighs> so anyway, I'm sorry, I totally forgot about that until right now. I yeah, can't it sounds I like you got a lot to work out with this. No, I was really mad. Uh huh. But I did feel better taking all of his stuff out, and then there was like one pair of underwear in there, and I laid it gently on top of all of it. That's kind of creepy. It was just boxers. They're like basically. Yeah, but it's shorts. weird that you took it and like presented it. Because but there, all of my I underwear mean, that was piled means, on the top. I don't know. That's strange. I don't care. I want them to feel underwear. as violated as I did. Yeah, that is fucked up. That that is that hey, is gross. Even Stephen, man, like if I'm gonna be made to feel uncomfortable and you're touching my if property, if you had left your stuff in there for for a while after it was done, then I understand you just have to do what you have to do. Exactly. But if he you stopped your stuff. And pulled it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's a real issue. All right. Well, so you think it was this person. Are you looking for any more revenge? or No, I'm done. Do you know who, who this person is or where okay, they live? Where does couple... Paul Bunyan live? I will tell you one more thing. Okay. What, what else did you do? This is what we're getting so to. So I did go down. Uh-huh. I did, it didn't work, though. What did you try to do? I tried to stop their machine mid-cycle. Uh huh. I did, but then it kept like because usually the old machines, if you'd stop it, you'd have to hit like restart to get it to restart again. So I thought maybe I'd just open the, the top and then shut it, and then it would shut off. And then they came down for their nice clean clothes, and they're just sitting in a big puddle of water, and it would make me really happy. But it kept restarting on its damn own. So, well, can't you just prop the door open? Well, you have to like get the lid. Like it, it basically restarts once the lid gets closer to the. It's a top loader. Yeah. Oh yeah, those ones are going to load. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you just leave it open. I know, but then that was also my fear because if it was Paul Bunyan, he knows what dryer my clothes were in. I mean, this oh could yeah, have been that's a real risky. War. I know that's why I didn't. I'm like, all right, if it's because I want it to look like a mechanical issue, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if it's like way open, well, couldn't you have just lifted up and like force turned the knob all the way to the end, or is it electric? Is it's it electric. digital? It's D- digital. digital. It's I mean. digital. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's digital. All yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know what you do on that. Yeah. So I tried to. I did it like several times, and I was afraid it's going to come back, and I'm like, fuck. All right, I guess this He's is going to come back in and see you, like, going through his stuff. Mm-hmm. Could you listen to hear if anybody was coming down the hallway? Uh, yeah, I was listening, but, I mean, all the washers and dryers and things were going. Oh, exactly you could have been later. busted then. I know. <sighs> all right. Well, I think at this point you just kind of count your yeah. count your blessings and don't push it. But what if you see him down there again? Well, what I'm if you see no, Paul I'm Bunyan again? I'm never going to do, uh, do my laundry around that time again. Yeah. Maybe he's like a creature of habit or something. 
Paul There's Bunyan. some people with like weird ticks. Maybe like that's his like I need to do my laundry at this time. Mm, yeah, and just take out other people's stuff if they're in the yeah. way. Yeah. That's still wrong. It's I don't so care how wrong. you look at it. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. That is absolutely wrong. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's my life. Also, uh got something interesting in the mail today. Okay. I don't even know how to Let's do just go through it. All right. Go, we're just going for What it. do we got here? Um, so I went uh, to the post office, and of course we got a our day in the book. life of Sarah Dillon. This is all things that have happened in the last twenty four hours. Um, so I did go to the post office this morning, our PO box, uh, to go check it out, and of course we did get our awesome stickers from Willamette Week. And speaking of stickers, I don't know why someone sent this to me, but anonymously in our uh, <laughs> in our mailbox, I got something addressed to me specifically, Sarah X Dillon. And uh, from Cafe Press. And it okay. says, do not bend on the outside. See this? I can, I can see an envelope see? that says, do not bend and Cafe Press. Very, yes. Very sturdy to envelope. To official, to make sure you at home don't think we're making this up. It is a real envelope. And Sarah did just smack it on the microphone. I, so. think, it's, I think it's nice to show. From a Cafe <laughs> Press. It's, it's an envelope, yes. So anyway, I open this. Inside, there is no note. There's a receipt. So I can see how much this person paid for it, but I have no idea what or who this person is or why they did this. And they just sent me a bumper sticker, and all it says is, I heart goats. (laughs) I was drinking coffee when you did that, so that's not fair. It says, I heart heart goats. I like the actual uh, red heart goats. And it's like a lowercase g (laughs) and then all the rest in capital letters. I heart goats. why? And I saw that whoever got this from what? me spent like $8 on it, including shipping. And there's no word of who sent that to There you. is no return address. The return address is from Cafe Press. And then I have the receipt and no name on it. And all it is is just one bumper sticker that says, I heart goats. Wow. Why? What do you think this means? Well... I mean, I can say you have – let's think about it on the show because it's probably a reference to obviously something that we've talked about on the show. You have talked about before how you really missed the goats who lived down this – Oh, yeah, the Belmont goats, the goat Yeah, there blocks. used to be um, – there used to be a couple of fields next to where our studio is, like just industrial fields, but they had this team of goats that lived there, and the goats were there to keep all the grass down. Now those goats are gone, and there's giant condos in their place, and they've renamed it the goat blocks because the goats used Which to be there. Which is just like shitting on the wonderful memory. <laughs> Sarah had a very fa- very fond memories well, of those goats. Well, what do you do? You well, displace, that's probably it. You displace the goats and then you build these monstrosities no, no, on no, top no, of it no, and no, then no. still no, call no, them no. the goat blocks even though there aren't any goat blocks. No. And then now let's, it's like, okay. like $8,000 a month for I, a studio apartment I'm over with there. you on a lot of that, but let's not say you're displacing the goats. The goats are a hired group of goats that were paid to live there to keep all the grass down. They weren't like free-range goats living there that they displaced. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think Vicky just nailed it. What it is. Don't look. Do you remember the inner tube incident? Oh, God damn it. Oh, my God. I bet somebody sent this to me to put on your truck, and I just blew it. God damn it. I know who did it. I know who did it. Now that I'm thinking about this, I know who did it. God damn it. How do you know who did it? They should have told me. All right. This is probably referencing the fact that I've blocked this out of my mind. Over Labor Day weekend, a group of us went inner tubing down one of the rivers here in Portland. And one of our friends 
wrote on the back of my brand new inner tube because it had this little headrest, and on the back of it, unbeknownst to me, had written, what was it? Like, molests goats with an arrow pointing at I molest goats. No, it says molests goats. It was, it was in the uh, present term. It was, and it then was an arrow lovely. pointing at my head. Just an arrow pointing at Greg's head, and all it said was molests goats. So that could be indeed what it is about. And if that's what it is, I bet that has something to do with our friend who wrote that on my inner tube, who had that sent to you, and you did just screw it up. And yes, I'm glad that happened. And hand me that sticker Absolutely right now. Absolutely not. This is mine. Yes, always include a note, everybody. Even if it's just like two cents, say like, for put- Greg, inner tube, remember. My, my money is on Bozik. Maybe. Although he probably would have told you. Yeah. I don't know. Well, now that makes more sense since you Who are Who did it? Who did it? You're more of the goat lover than I am. I am not. God. Who did it? I'm going to find out. Give me all the information that came with that. I'm no. going to track this down. No, I am not. I'm not going to betray somebody who was trying to help me out, and I totally blew it. Mm. Just like I totally blew it when Bozik did write it on the back of your inner tube. And I was like, <laughs> why does it say molest goats on the back of your inner tube? I just did it again. <laughs> Never let Sarah in on a practical joke. <laughs> will you please just she tell- She will ruin it. Will you please just tell me, because I'm very naturally curious, and then I'll try to like figure it out. Unless you tell me. You are, you are bad about that. Like, even if we're in a group setting and, like, something is said and I, like, bump your leg to be, like, you know, which is the universal symbol for, like, cool it, just figure out what's going on. When I do that, you go, why did you bump my leg? <laughs> I do My do God that. damn it. I'm clearly trying to let you in on something. Of, why are you kicking me? Yeah. I mean, and you know that's true. Oh, it's totally true. I think I do it also mostly because it bothers Greg. And I'm like, Greg, <laughs> why are you kicking my leg? No, I don't think you're doing it because it bothers me. I think you're doing it because you're just doing it. Uh, Edward says, Sarah needs a thinks out loud shirt. That <laughs> 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 you totally do. <laughs> Somebody just lets me know what's going on beforehand. Then... Well, that's what bumping the leg is me trying to do. Bumming the leg is trying to say, hey, there's something going on here. Take a second to think about it. Well, you kick it. really hard, too. And then I'm like, ow, why did you do that? I t- Yes, you do. You have these squirrely little hobbit feet. And you're just like, ah. You jam at me. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Whatever, Greg. Make yourself feel better. <laughs> All right, Greg. I have an update. An update? Out of Colorado Springs. Oh. Colorado. The mad poopo. A man claiming to be the spokesperson for the mad pooper has now come forward and released two videos, both of which have been removed from the internet, but it's okay because I'm sure they're totally true, mm-hmm. trying to explain her actions. So this is a guy who claims to be a spokesman for the Mad Pooper. Okay. Uh, he won't identify himself or the Yager, only calling her Shirley. <laughs> the, the Mad Pooper's name is Shirley. Uh, so he says her name is Shirley, and he speaks on her behalf. 
He says Shirley is sorry for defecating on people's lawns, but claims her actions are not her fault. She says that she has a brain injury and can no longer control herself. Okay, so she's trying to put it onto a brain injury and that this is a big... The spokesman also claims that I don't believe this. Hang on, let me just finish this. The spokesman also claims that her actions are protected under the First Amendment... I don't think that's uh, the First accurate. Amendment. Do you know what the? I don't think that's how the First Amendment works. And the government cannot control where and when she relieves herself. And he compares uh, the action to breastfeeding in public. No, okay. No, no, and no. Yeah. Um, you're wrong on all of those. You're just wrong on all all three of those accounts. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, if she has a brain injury, okay, that still doesn't mean you just get to poop in public. That doesn't give you a free poop card. I mean, that sucks. That super sucks. But it doesn't mean that you can I go also, around. I'm just going to say it, I don't believe it's due to a brain injury. And that's not the way you really earn empathy from people is by, like, pooping in their yards. Or wear a diaper. They make, like, super, like, sporty depends well, and things uh, there's surely some other options here. But is that a pun on her name? Sure. Lee. All right. A criminal defense attorney who uh, read the statement says defecating in someone's yard is definitely not protected under the First Amendment, and it's actually a crime, uh, which uh, this person surely could be facing indecent exposure charges, which could even land her on the sex offender registry. Uh, So the spokesman refused to give any verification that he's actually speaking on behalf of the mad pooper, but if the video does come from the woman, it is a bad move. The attorney continues to say this is actually the worst thing the family can do. Uh, Maybe they thought that Issuing a statement can make the situation go away, but it won't. People over the world are talking about this, and police will eventually catch her. The man in the video will also be have to be called into court to testify. So a lot of women are also pissed that they're, you know, breastfeeding their babies for nutrients and, you know, giving them life is being compared to a crazy jogger woman pooping in people's yards. <laughs> that is not a way to make friends. Uh, police continue to follow up on leads about her identity. You know, I'll keep you posted right here on Fun Employment Radio. Voted Best Portland Podcast. Two years in a row. All right. Have you heard of a rapper named Rapper... I don't... I know I'm going to sound so what? Rapper Bob? Rapper B-O-B? Yeah, B-O-B? Yeah. B- Does it go by Bob or B-O-B? Um, B.O.B. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know him. Well, I know him because of this particular Sometimes I feel thing. like airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars. Oh, that's him? Yeah, well, that's not him that's singing that part. part. That's yeah. Haley, what's her name, but yeah. Okay. All right, well, rapper B.O.B. thinks that the world... Oh, I bet I know what this is about. Yes. Rapper B.O.B. thinks that the world is flat. Yeah. He's and he's hoping... Guys. That you will help assist him financially to find him the proof that he needs. So, rapper B.O.B. just started a GoFundMe campaign called Show Bob the Curve. I mean, he spelled it Bob this way. That aims to help help the celebrity non-scientist purchase and launch multiple satellites into space. That's what he wants to do. The campaign started... He wants a campaign to purchase and launch satellites into space. So that he can prove that the world is flat. You know, there's quite a few satellites up there right No, no, now. no, but these are going to be his special satellites. Oh, so okay, so this, they'll be different. This started this past Friday <clears throat> with a goal to raise $200,000, uh, which uh, is believed to be enough for a small economy class satellite. So far, 
uh, the response has not been very generous. Uh, only $225 has been raised. That so, is... You know, it's just a special kind of stupid. It really is. Well, uh, like, I get it if they're trolling people, but he's been talking about this for years. Um, let's hear it from his mouth, shall we? So uh, okay. he has released an 18-second statement talking about what he believes in. What's up, y'all? It's Flat Earth Bob here. I'm starting to go me because I would like to send one, if not multiple, satellites as far into space as I can, or into orbit as I can, to find the curve. I'm, I really, I'm looking for the curve. He's looking for the curve, everybody. So if you'd like to help him, find Flat Earth Bob on the internet. Why does he need 200 grand? He's rich. Well, he says no matter how, so this is his logic as to why the Earth is flat. He says, no matter how, how high an elevation you are, the horizon is always eye level. Sorry, cadets, it's the truth. I don't want to believe it either. Uh, don't believe what I say. Research what I say. I'm going against the greatest liars in, hind- in history. You've been tremendously deceived. Uh, oh, it's just so, it's just so dumb it hurts my head. So he's been doing this for a couple of years now. In January of 2016, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson attempted to calmly respond to the rapper's evidence before finally getting frustrated with him. So Neil deGrasse Tyson wrote to him, dude, to oh, be clear, yeah. being, <laughs> being five centuries regressed in your reasoning doesn't mean we all still can't like your music. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Neil deGrasse Tyson has, I guess, gone back and forth with, well, he called himself, what, Flat Earth Bob? Flat Earth Bob. So I guess that's that's his name. So Flat yeah, Earth he's Bob. no, he's been on this for a while. Okay, so his estimated net worth, and granted, that's estimated, is five million dollars. Wow. His cause is what's up, guys? Help support Bob purchase and launch one, if not multiple, satellites into space. Which explain space if it's a flat Earth? Just ex- explain that to me. Like, do flat Earth but, people think that it's like a like? I don't know. Like a um, what am I thinking of? What's the blue people? Avatar. Do they think it's just like those floating islands with like the weird like points at the bottom? I don't know what they think. Or do is they on think the it's like a pancake? Because I, I think they think it's more like like a pancake, I guess, and then that you can fall off the edge of the I mean, like Neil deGrasse Tyson said, it's five hundred years too late in your reasoning. Um I'm I'm not sure how exactly they explain that. I mean, there is no way to explain it. There's just no way. Okay. I mean, I really would like to but know. But he's worth $5 million. He's donated $1,000 to the cause to get it going, he says. Wow. So That's he so apparently just did that, yeah. Being charitable to himself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. It just hurts. It just hurts my head. All right. I think I'm just going to save this story for tomorrow. So do you have a little bit of ball talk that you want to get to? Yeah, I do. I just, uh, I'm so angry and sad at the state of mankind that this is what we're at. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, there you have it, my friends. There's your brief but full world of crazy. So dumb. Yes, let's do do some ball talk. I've got a couple of things in ball talk that I have to get to. Okay. Are there some exciting things happening? Um, Yes. Well, there's, yeah, there are. There are. Okay. Well, I, if you would have seen that I was asking you that question, that means I needed another second to get it set up. Well, I just expected that maybe you would ask me. There it is. <clears throat> All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Uh, one thing I'm not going to get to is just 
we all know about uh, the whole the whole thing that's going on with the NFL and Trump and all that. Ugh. I don't really feel I need to get into it here for ball talk. I mean, it's beyond it's, it's everywhere. beyond sports. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of let that. You guys can look that up on your own. But that's why I'm not addressing it. It's just. It's everywhere. You can't avoid that. Just not necessary for this. Uh, but I do have something else. A couple of things I do want to bring up for Ball Talk. One of them is this. And this is breaking news that just happened today. And it has to do with an FBI investigation that has apparently been going on for a while investigating NCAA college basketball. Investigating coaches. And, I mean, it's a pretty far-reaching thing. So, uh, today... There were 10 people arrested, including four NCAA basketball coaches, not head coaches, but assistant coaches from major universities, University of Arizona, Auburn, Oklahoma State and USC, Southern California, all had four assistant basketball coaches arrested on federal corruption charges. Whoa, that's like it's that's big time. That's big time prison. That's like. Yes. Like FBI, like the FBI. That's like was federal penitentiary. Yeah, that's like there's not fucking around. Wow. And uh, in addition to that, there were six other people arrested, including one of the head global marketers, uh, director of global sports marketing at Adidas, which in case you didn't know, Portland's kind of the hub for a lot of the shoe manufacturers in the U.S. So Adidas's uh, North American headquarters are here in Portland. Along with obviously Nike's global headquarters are here. Uh, Columbia's here. I believe uh, there's a bunch of them that are all moving in here too. So a lot of the shoe, the shoe industry is kind of centered around Portland here in the U.S. So, so many this guy, shoes. James Gatto, uh, he lives here in Portland, director of global sports marketing at Adidas. So the different accusations are this the coaches are accused of taking money from either agents or lobbyists or shoe manufacturers or whatever, and they would take money from these people, which is completely illegal, and use that money to influence student-athletes to sign with certain agents once they left school. So wow. while these they, they can't sign while they're in school, so they, they would take Chuck Person, who's a former NBA star, actually did that too. He's one of the ones arrested. They'd take money and then influence the kid to sign with an agent. So it's like payola a little bit in, yeah. in radio. Because I know... Kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know mm-hmm. a, a, cer- a uh, particular program director who would play a lot of, like, shitty music because they would uh, also get, like, full expense, like, all all expense paid trips and, like, yeah. it to mansions and things all over the world. Yeah, well, this is, I but guess, a, along a lot those lines. But I mean, but I, I guess mean, people don't really is... care about radio as much as they do about Yeah, no, radios. Sports. Yeah. yeah. This is, I mean, a multi-billion dollar industry. Billions and multi-multi-billions, if you think about uh, all the way up to the NBA and the shoe contracts. So anyway, those four coaches were arrested. These other six people were arrested for various different charges, but a lot of it stems from they would use their influence to bribe the kid. So you go find like a 17-year-old kid who's a superstar athlete who you know is eventually going to make it to the NBA. There's there's a few of them out there Mm -hmm. that are just at that level where it's like they have a really good shot of making the NBA if they have that much talent. And they would bribe the families, which, again, is completely illegal. Uh, One of them, I believe this uh, James Gatto guy, if I'm understanding the charges correctly, would bribe like up to a hundred grand to a family and pay the family to get the kid to go to a school that they wanted him to go to. That is in particular for this guy. That was an Adidas run school. Like Adidas was the sponsor. Wow. Get him in there. And then he would sign with Adidas once he graduated and went to the NBA. 
So this must have been something they've been I mean, investigating a, for a long time. A long time. Yeah. And you all, we all know the NCAA is corrupt. I mean, it's just known. But now they're actually proving it, and people are going to get jail time out of this. And who knows where the fallout? Because I guarantee it's not just these four schools that are doing it. I all the schools are doing it in some way, shape, or form. I'm sh- obviously I can't prove it. The FBI is going to try to prove it, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty big deal. This is going to have some far-reaching implications when it comes to college basketball, which again is a multi. Think about March Madness. I mean, oh, how yeah. many billions of dollars are just in that tournament alone? This is how all that shit happens. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's going to be pretty big. Pretty big as far as what's going to so go So we up. see that happening. We'll know it's a big deal. <clears throat> yeah. That, that is a very big deal that's just developing right now. All right. A couple other things in ball talk I wanted to get to. Uh, one with the New England Patriots. New England Patriots. Uh, apparently, <laughs> here's what they did on Sunday. At uh, Gillette Stadium, it was... 86 degrees in Massachusetts, which is really hot for this time of year in Massachusetts, according to this report. And they couldn't keep enough water bottles to sell the fans in their little stands, so they could only hold so many, and then they had to replace them and get new inventory in there. But when they would run out, they were selling to two uh, people at the stadium, selling warm tap water for $4.50 a cup. And people were buying it? Well, it's 86 degrees. You probably can't bring in anything. Oh, what choice man. do you have? I mean, you don't have any choice. You need water. So That's messed up. So they were selling it to him for $4.50 warm tap water. Wow. And they've since apologized and said, oh, yeah, that, that's oh, that not. Was a oh, whoopsie. Yeah, go on our part. Might want to figure that out. Now, another thing that's going on in association with the NFL, I'll just have a couple of things left here for Ball Talk. And now, the San Diego Chargers have left. They are in L.A. now. It is the L.A. Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. And San Diego people are still not very happy about that. I think it sucks. They should have stayed in San Diego. Mm. But one restaurant in San Diego is celebrating this by giving out Free tacos every time the Chargers lose. <laughs> so, Victor Lopez is the owner of El Pollo Grill in San Diego. He's a lifelong Chargers fan. He's pissed off they left. So, Dean Spanos is the owner of the Chargers and the guy who moved the team. And so, he said the day after a Chargers loss, they'll give out one free Spanos taco to everybody who shows up. Oh, boy. Yeah. So there you go. Tacos free taco. are delicious. Free taco in San Diego. I like it. So maybe if you go visit your brother in San Diego, you can time it to where you can go get a free go taco. Go there after there. a Chargers loss, mm-hmm. which probably won't be hard to do. So there we go. <laughs> There's that. Final thing in ball talk. I just want to bring this up. A name that you will probably be hearing for years and years after this in an association with Major League Baseball, both because he's very good and also because he plays for the Yankees, which means you're never going to not hear his name. A guy by the name of Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is a monster. The guy is... Is he the guy that won the home run contest? He is the guy that won the home I run contest. I actually watched that. I don't watch a lot of baseball, but I watched that. That was that was amazing. He is a rookie, and he just set, with still a few days left in the season, the all-time single-season rookie home run record. The previous holder was Mark McGuire, who hit 49 home runs with, the, with uh, Oakland in 1987. And Aaron Judge just hit 49 and 50 to break that record. So he's still got time to set the record even higher. That is a lot of home runs. 
50 home runs in a season. That's a ridiculous amount of home runs. And especially for a rookie, right? Especially for a rookie. But Aaron Judge is so big, I don't even know how tall he is. He looks like he's he looks like he's 11 feet tall and like weighs 340 pounds, <laughs> all muscle. I mean, the guy's the guy's a, just a athletic freak. I mean, he really is. So expect to hear Aaron Judge's name for a long, long time to come in Major League Baseball until he does something screwed up. Right. Or maybe he won't. Or maybe he won't. He's big enough. He certainly doesn't need to take performance-enhancing drugs, I wouldn't think. No. But you never know. But that is. Either way, you're going to hear about Aaron Judge for a long time. And as I predicted, the Washington Nationals are still going to win the Major League and Baseball And I will World say Series. thank you to Tony. Uh, we did get uh, the final results for Greg's predictions last weekend. Uh, and you I don't did know. We don't slightly, have time for that, unfortunately. People are asking Greg that slightly better. He did get two out of three this time. 66%. That's like a D. Solid D. That's winning money. That's winning money. That's the most important thing. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Okie dokie. All right. Well, I believe maybe there's somebody listening who might have a birthday. What? I don't know. That's crazy talk. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. But I think it's possible she could be over at the coast in, I believe, Seaside oh. right now. But we're out of time. So, unfortunately, okay. that's it for today. Thank you, everybody, no. for tuning <laughs> We need to wish Vicky a happy birthday. Vicky, happy, Vicky! happy birthday. Have a wonderful time at the coast, Vicky. It's supposed to be uh, very lovely. Oh, yeah, lovely. it's probably really nice over there right now. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's supposed to start to get gray until this weekend. So you enjoy that sunshine uh, with your love, Wilton, and happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Vicky. Come on. Happy there birthday we are. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right. All right, Greg. I think that's probably about it for today. I think that's all she wrote. Are you ready to go to the gym? Yeah, I'm ready to get swole. I did the laundry. I did G- GTL. Oh, I guess I'm not going to tan today, but I'm just I'm doing the GL. That's just I'm. I, you're probably going to wish you hadn't said that. Mm-hmm. No, gonna, I don't. I really don't care. You don't you don't regret it? No, no okay. regret. No regrets, Greg. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. All right. Well, send us an email: funemploymentradio at gmail Give us a call, 503-575-9120. so calm when you did that, Greg. Go to our website, funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Audible link right there. Pick up your copy of whatever your favorite book is, read by your favorite talker. <laughs> that was that was solid, Greg. Yeah. That was a lot better of a pitch than my, you know, yep. actual well, I know. circumstances to, to which I used it and had a great experience. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Listen Click to your on favorite that talker. <laughs> Just to hear people talking and telling you stories. Telling you words. Telling you words and such. Yeehaw. Seriously, go there, click on the yeah, link. Yeah, that'd you, be you wonderful, a, yeah. You get a free audiobook. All right. Why are you doing finger guns over there? What is happening? Brain freeze. Sorry, I just got stuck I in a know. loop I know. I think what's going on over there? No, I'm not sure what's happening okay. anymore. All I don't right. know. I we want to thank our guests who decided not to show up today, too. Yes, awesome. shout out to Marcus. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye. Yeah. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.